0: Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. This is the Clown Hour Podcast. I'm your boy, Scott Burks. That's me. And that's my main man, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on the yard slash HBCU Sports. We write about all things HBCU Sports, as well as sleazy radio every Tuesday night on Facebook Live. And your is great work on heroesports.com. We writes about FCSF Legs, uh, centering mostly on HBCU Sports. And you can catch uh, my sports blog, The Clown Times. That's called with K. It's www.theclowntimes.net. And also you can get some merch right here on CaféSports.com. Back- get the merch. Get the merch, y'all. Get the merch. Um, it's CaféPressSports.com. Cafe no, CaféPress.com is messing up. Backslash The Clown Times Sports. Again, it's Conflict with K. No dashes, no hyphens, no spaces. It's all one Word, get the merch right now. So as you can see, we're coming at you from the jungle and the basement. Uh, So we're going to (laughs) kick things off with some, we're going to discuss some NFL, some college football playoff breakers. I have a big problem with that. I'm sure Dwayne has some thoughts as well. And also going to touch on the the, uh, the Errol Spence Jr. uh, matchup and where he stands in the pantheon, if you will, of pound for pound fighters, greats and rank him accordingly. Maybe we'll try and rank him. Maybe we'll just postulate on What's next for the big dog? So we'll get into all that as well. But first, we're going to start with some NFL. (sighs) Lots of big games this past weekend, man. Lots of big wins. Uh, Cleveland winning, well, was winning big over Tennessee, but ended up pulling out anyway by the skin of the chinny-chin-chins, I might add. Um, You got the Giants a huge upset at Seattle, yo. Mm -hmm huge upset to get the gain of the uh, share of the division league with your Washington football team pulling up the upset, beating my Steelers on Monday night, early Monday, late Monday afternoon, I should say, um, uh, the uh, COVID edition of Monday night football. Uh, handed the Steelers the first loss of the year. Um, lots of thoughts about that game as well. But since we're both fans, were well, you a fan of the Washington football team. I'm a Steelers fan, so we'll start with that. I'm going to start with the, the bad and the ugly, and I work my way back to the good. So, i still so pitiful. They, they <laughs> after playing a decent, a pretty good first half, scoring the game's four, first 14 points, um, they went, just went in Operation Shutdown, to coin a term of a uh, former major league player back in the 80s, Operation Shutdown, Google it. Um, Y'all outscored us the rest of the way 23-3 to after that 14 nothing lead. Um, actually, y'all trailed 14-3 at halftime. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, that is Pittsburgh's, I think, second or third loss in the Roethlisberger era after leading by double digits. I think I saw this stat somewhere, but I'll probably check it out later. But
1: Well, I know the stat that was announced during the game was that was the first time that the Steelers have lost in Field while
0: leading 14 to nothing. Mm, well, there you go. This even makes it worse, so thank you for that. Um, I mean, the thing is, is we had some missed opportunities. Obviously, we couldn't punch them five or four times from the one-yard line, thanks to your defensive line, mainly Chase Young, stopping us on fourth down. Also, in the second half, we had a rookie kicker because our main kicker, Chris Boswell, was hurt. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying the 40, I guess it was a 47 yard field goal from the 28 yard line, we decided to go on fourth and one, had a stupid ass play call where it was a wheel route to our four string running back. Who does that? But anyway, <laughs> not to take away, from, I mean, we're going to get to your Washington football team how they did and the performance that they had. But we couldn't run the ball. Steelers couldn't run the ball. We couldn't run block to save, to save their lives. And you know, I'm just thinking that this is a, I mean, we've been living dangerously the past few weeks anyway. So of course, a team that's playing with the playoff lives on the line, as Washington did, they came in and showed out on the road. Um, but I think this, I think this pitch will be okay. I don't think they'll be first seed okay, if that makes any sense. I, I think Kansas City is the best team in the in the league anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just proved it. I mean, the Twister, how they lost to the Redskins, I mean, to the football team um, proved that. So. Should I, from your point of view, from a non-Sales fan point of view, should I be worried? Should I be? And on the scale of worry from one to five, how worried should I be?
1: Um, before I start talking about exactly how worried you should be, allow me to go ahead and get into character for this. Uh-oh. Because um, <laughs> there's no way in the world I am not going to not celebrate this As win. As you should. The Rey today. Mysterio is out.
0: Washington, Washington Rey Mysterio can you
1: hear me, Scott? I can
0: hear you just fine, sir.
1: Well, you know what? I'm not going to keep this mask on too long because my big dome is entirely too large (laughs) for this luchador mask. But either way, I have to celebrate. Oh, my God, there was no in the world that I thought going into this game that this would happen. As a matter of fact, for weeks, for weeks on out, Mm -hmm. all that was discussed was how... This team would get to this game, regardless of what happened the weeks prior, but they would go ahead and take a selection to the Steelers and hopefully would we'll have to rebound in the, the, the subsequent weeks so that they can go ahead and continue to make a playoff rush. So right? much for that. <laughs> so much for that. Yeah. Um, with that said, you know, there are a lot of people out there that like to talk about the amount of days rest and whether or not that has anything to do with what happened on, on Monday. Um, there were just a lot of things that, that um, uh, 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 were were prevalent in that game. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the Steelers had an issue running the ball. But what a lot of people don't realize is that Washington plays to run quite well. Yes, um, they're one not the best defense
0: in the league, as a matter of fact.
1: Yes, they're, they're one of the top five defenses in the league. As matter of yes. fact, I think they're top three along with Pittsburgh. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me to be to um to to be exact. Mm-hmm. But um, if you look at them as a whole. Their pass defense is, is top to the league. Run defense is top 15 on a, on a, on a, in the top half of the league. Right. They do a very good job stopping the run. Um, and, and, and they forced Ben to pass the ball, I think, over 50 times. 53 oh. times. 53 yeah. times, yes. Oh, I mean, I understand that he, he has weapons in order to do that. But one of the issues that happened that was very prevalent during that game was the amount of balls that were dropped especially by yes. Eric Ebron. Yes. Um, and, and that did not help at all. And it was funny because um, that game was aired on what never It was on Fox. Dale Johnston, Moose kept saying, if they keep dropping balls the way that they are, because not only were they dropping balls in the middle of the field, the balls are being deflected back into the air. Yeah. And if it just happened to be that a Washington defender would get close enough, they may pick it off, and mm. that's how the game was sealed. There was a pass down the middle, right? That was deflected, and 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 um, our linebacker um, Pierre Lewis picked it off, um, which sealed the game. I thought it was Bostic. I thought it was it, Bostic that it, did it was. was it John Bostic? It, it was John Bostic. Yeah, even better, right? So, <laughs> uh, Bostic with the pick in the middle of the field seals the game. Um, but a couple of other things that that, that, that that stood out to me, like you said before, was the run game for the uh, for the Steelers or the lack thereof. Um, I don't know if there was any concern or, or, or if there is concern about um, Benny Snell running the ball. Did, did, did um, James Conner play much?
0: He didn't play. He didn't play. He's, didn't he play. was in the COVID. He was in the COVID uh, list.
1: That explains it. Then you know you have yeah. your bell cow out, but still, I'm surprised that they didn't. Um, attempt to give the ball to James Connor not to Connor but to um, Benny Snell Moore. Um,
0: he averaged 0.6 yards a carry. He
1: was horrible. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah the thing, dude. dude, you can fall forward further than 0.6 yards yeah. per carry. Yeah. Um, but that, that's a testament to, to how that Washington defense swarms runners right. um, and how they've looked this year, um, especially thanks to Jack Del, uh, Del Rio. Yes, that was huge who have questioned his hiring in the right. first half of the season, if you could imagine that, um, because there were several games where the defense looked very porous. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still some spots where they still are vulnerable. I'm surprised that, um, well, actually, no, the, the Washington's – the, the defense that they played, by only rushing the front four and allowing the other seven to 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 play prevent is what l- helped out with the, with, the, with the win as well. Right. But one of the bigger things that I was that I've been extremely critical of for the entire season, and I had to go ahead and, and apologize to my man draft uh Jimmy Guy that's at draft Jimmy guy on Twitter mm-hmm. who's um huge into uh draft preparedness and does a lot of things in terms of covering college players. He made a comment about um teams that need new special teams players and I said that you know what Washington needs that, too, especially from the kicker's standpoint. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he tried to correct me, but I pointed out some stats that proved otherwise because leading up into that game, um, Dustin Hopkins was 10 for 16 for field goals outside of 40-plus. Mm-hmm. And he was 3 for 3 that night. So that was a huge surprise. Wow. I yeah. would say his last two kicks, I did cover my eyes because I was expecting <laughs> Dustin Hopkins to design. Dustin Hopkins, right? right? But he surprised me by hitting four big field goals from outside of 40, well, three big field goals from outside of 40, highly impressive, was named NFC Special Teams Player of the Week, and, and um, that was big. And also, another thing that I was a little concerned about was the loss of Antonio Gibson, mm-hmm. um, the running back for Washington, and wondering how the offense would react to that. Um, Barbara Mckitzick played well. And Alex Smith played extremely well. This as, as He's as, a success uh, story.
0: I'm I props in. to him. Props to him for rebounding the way he is. Yeah. Just, 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 this is just courageous. I mean, someone, someone, someone on Twitter said that they should rename that award, the Comeback Player of the Year Award, the Alex, the Alex Smith, Smith Award. award. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Dude, dude was almost lost his life. Yes. His limb and his life. Yeah. And he's back yeah. out balling. Can you, can, you, can you remember how many of us, including yours truly, said that, thought that Alex Smith coming back was, was, wasn't the best idea in the world to look at? Oh, me too. Yeah, I said the same thing. I yeah. said, hey, you know what, this dude,
1: at best, it'll be a success story if he even suits up. I don't even really want him out there playing. Right. Lo and behold, he's 3-1 and one as a starter. You know, you can go ahead and throw that game out against the Rams because he's coming in. Um, as a backup with, with, with no preparation right. and a lot of trepidation. But he comes out there, he has a situation where his left leg is bleeding and for a minute there, I was afraid to say, uh-oh, there go that leg, but oh, yeah. it's the other leg and he didn't look concerned at all. Played through it. Played well through it. Right. And um, Cam Sims, I talked about him a little bit last week. Cam Sims is starting to prove that he is that second viable option at wide receiver for the Washington football team. Right. And Logan Thomas had a big day at tight end too. So, yeah. it'll be very interesting to see. If, One more
0: quarterback from Virginia
1: Tech, as a matter of fact. Give that shout out. And, and it's, it's great to have him out there because he at times can be a decent blocker. Right. He has made some mistakes throughout the year. But you know, he's still adjusting to the position. He was a tight end with, with the Lions came over in the trade, and he, and he seems to be doing well right now. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that these guys can continue to play this way. But you talked about the Giants. You know, ha 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 a couple of weeks ago, the NFC East was joking, was laughing, talking the whole league, yes. right?
0: And not they go to Seattle, man. Whoa! only
1: did, did the, the, the Washington football team go to Pittsburgh and get a win, the Giants went to Seattle and got a win. Yes. Both teams are both 5-7. and seven. Right. Not only are they competing, for the division title, but they are also a game out of the sixth and seventh spot in the playoffs right now. That's right. So it could can, it can, it can be a situation where everyone only thought that one NFC East team could make it in. It's possible that two can get in right now. How if crazy they, is that? How, how crazy is, is that? that shit? When everyone laughed at this division, yeah. weeks, up until last week, right. now nobody's laughing now. I just find it funny that this Giants team went up there basically with, I would say, two parts of the 2014 Washington football team offense with the starting quarterback in Colt McCoy and right. Alfred Morris and went up there and, 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 and manhandled the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, Wayne Gallman got the bulk of the yardage for the Giants, right. but Alfred Morris was the one that scored the rushing touchdown for them. And, and, and they, they're playing well, but I will say this, at one point in time, Colt McCoy is going to Colt McCoy. Mm, so, you're waiting for that other oh, shooter to drop. I'm waiting for that shooter to drop. I was expecting it to happen against the Seattle defense, and it didn't. Now, the thing is, it's a huge possibility that they may avoid that because I heard that there's some rumblings that Daniel Jones might return mm. on Sunday. And you got to remember, with that hamstring injury, this is a dude <laughs> who had that laughable trip up. Yeah. Earlier during the season. that still cracks like, me up to this injury. day. Yeah. It's, still, it's still hilarious. Yeah. Still funny.
0: Oh but um,
1: yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I just hope that he's not rushing himself to right. help get this team back. If he can somehow wait another week, mm-hmm. so they could probably lose. But if he can somehow wait <laughs> another week yeah. um, before coming back and, and, and potentially not re-injuring. But, hey, if he feels as though he's 100%, come on back because they need you.
0: They right. need to. Right, and that's the thing.
1: Um, but that defense for the Giants has been balling. That defense yes. has been playing out of, the, out of their mind for the past for, – for like, actually for the past couple of weeks, actually. That's what's been keeping this team really in it.
0: Hey, is it too early? Hey, look, I try not to be prison of the moment guy, but is it too early to give props to Joe Judge for the job he's done? I mean, well, remember his hire was panned – Widely yep. panned Widely. by you, by me, by most people with half brains out there, common yeah. sense. Like yep. Judge Joe, who the fuck is Judge Joe Judge? I I messed him up. I call him Judge Joe instead. Of Joe Judge. Judge.
1: Judge. Was well, only a TV show,
0: right? But yeah, right, exactly. Well, Joe, Joe Judge, Judge Mathis. It was. It was Judge
1: Joe Mathis. And yeah, exactly. Judge, um so um
0: yeah. Who's frat, yeah. by the way? But anyway. Um, it's well, like, funny stories about Judge Mathis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you <yeah. laughs> have. Five, I mean, the Giants are now back in the thick of things. And Washington football, who would have thought this to be at the beginning of the year? We all thought the NFC Lease was gonna be either the Eagles or the Cowboys division. Yeah. If literally flipped on this on his head a hundred and eighty-degree turn, Giants, Washington football team top two squads in the NFC leagues while the other two are languishing and languishing badly and I'm happy to say especially for the Cowboys that are languishing languishing badly thank you Baltimore I don't give you props in, in, enough because I can't stand y'all I can't stand those damn Ravens but them you did be a solid thank you and the rest of Cowboy Hater Nation thanks you Baltimore so thank you for Smacking that ass and shutting and Skip Bayless so. up, including um, myself. Yes.
1: Yeah. A, just think about it though. And when the season started, yeah, all we kept talking about was okay, um, Philadelphia and and, and Dallas. Well, mm. so Dallas has a new coach, but they have experienced quarterback. They got the talent. They got a lot of talent. Yes. So, uh, Philly is revved of of um talent at the receiver spot, but other right. than that, um. You know, the defense was, was, was pretty good, was still pretty good. And I love that addition of Javon Hargrave from, from South Carolina State and yeah. formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Correct. Uh, and, and, and then, you know, you had Dallas, who on paper is the perennial divisional winner, but right. they just never capitalized on that. But you just thought that with a second-year quarterback and a new head coach, that both Washington and New York would right. be in trouble this year. No, no, no. No Any way. division leaders right now. And one of those teams is going to end up uh, eventually winning the division. And potentially, the second team might just make the playoffs as a wild card.
0: Now, getting back to the good. We're already done the bad and the ugly with the Steelers. So, mm-hmm. again, uh, with the good, with your Washington football team and the Giants for showing up for the NFC, in the NFC Leagues and actually turning some heads. How about, the, we're talking about coaching. Coaching in the NFL matters, and it matters a whole, whole a lot. matters a whole lot. See, so you, you know what's going on in New York with the Giants. You know what's going on in Washington. Ron Rivera, he had a swing of bad luck with the Panthers the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. The man landed on his feet, albeit in one of the most dysfunctional franchises, that's thanks to your boy, Danny Boy Snyder, the owner. But how about, do his cancer treatments, he has his team, your team, tied for first place, right now. Yeah. Now I know that technically the Giants are first place because they swept y'all, uh-huh. but still, the fact that you are in this position right now, on your third, on your, on Alex Smith as your quarterback. I mean, look, Alex Smith's not a scrub, but he's again, he's coming back two years off of injury, an injury, on the verge of losing his, one of his legs and his life. Uh huh. That shows you how bad the the quarterback situation is in Washington. But he's he's balling, he's staying efficient, he's not making too many mistakes. Yeah, and he's a steady influence on, on offense. Where you got a defense that he have all those tells in the defensive line, man. Shoot, in two year, two three, two years, maybe next year, you guys are gonna be hella fired on defense. Same with the Giants too. But yeah. we're talking about Washington right now. But the point is. Is that, you know, I got to give y'all props. And one more quick thing before I turn it back over to you to get your closing thoughts on, on this game and on the NFC East for that matter. Like, I've read it on, Twitter, on, on Facebook. You know, normally I go off on a loss, especially a bad loss where the team, when my team performed badly to a team that's desperate in Washington, was late, late Monday afternoon. But, you know, my dad, my late father, he was a rest, he was a, I keep saying rest, he's a, he's a, he's a Washington fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought about him. Like, normally when we, on the rare years of case that we play each other, we would call each other. And we just run off with the mouth, you know. My dad didn't talk a lot of trash. He likes to make people laugh. So uh, we were just going back and forth. And the only, my normally Washington's not in a good position, so he, he was afraid to watch the game. But mm-hmm. he'd watch anyway. He'd watch anyway because he wants to talk to me about it. And so this year has been, you know, I lost him over the summer, as some people know. Um, it's been difficult because we normally call each other after every game on Sunday as it is. And, you know, and talk about it and talk throughout the week. But this one, is rare case. I said earlier, while two favorite teams will play each other, this, this, there will be talking and hilariousness and so on. But he's obviously he's no longer here. But I sometimes feel that this was my dad's way of saying, no, uh-uh not today son <laughs> we gotta get back in this we're gonna give you that one l now uh-uh not you can't get over me from like from heaven so <laughs> again rest in peace to my pops i love him. i yes. miss him. yeah and uh it's it's been a difficult year uh for me personally namely i mean aside for the other shit that's going on in 2020 but um but namely his his passing uh I, yeah it's still it's it's gonna be it's gonna i'm gonna have a numb feeling forever about this so um just for basically i'm not gonna stay too long i guess but for those of you out there with elderly parents or grandparents cherish them Mm -hmm. tell them you love them every day make sure you they know thankfully i told my dad that many times and including the time right, right before he passed um so i'm forever grateful for that but still Cherish them, especially in this COVID age now, because you never know when their time may be up. So I just wanted to say that before uh, we we go to the rest of the, uh, well, actually, I promise to turn it back over to you for the closing thoughts on your teams. Like, how do you see your team the rest of the year? Because I don't have my schedule out in front of me, but Mm -hmm. how do you see them? Because I think they play Baltimore, right? I think they play. Oh, no, we've already, on, on four... well, not. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you play, you play Baltimore. You play Cincinnati. Yeah. You already play Cincinnati. You beat Cincinnati. yeah. You play I'm Cleveland already. Football. Okay, so I'm you're done with the against, AFC. Um, okay. In the division already. Right. Well, you, yeah, you're done with the AFC now. Um. Yeah, so, so AFC, basically, yeah. you have Philly left. I know that. Mm-hmm. What are the other games off the top of, off the top of your head?
1: Um, I'm about to actually about to pull it up okay, right good. now. Okay, um, San Francisco comes up this week, so we oh have to try- wow, yeah, yeah. So we, we desperate teams. We, we we two extremely desperate teams because San Fran is is currently in that sixth or seventh spot. Let me check to make sure. Um,
0: yeah, they're one of the teams that are on the outside looking in right now, but they're close. They're one of the teams no, that are close.
1: No, I'm sorry. That's Arizona that's that's inside with at the sixth spot. But um, yeah, uh, San Fran is one of those teams on outside outside looking in at five and seven, Mm -hmm. along with Washington. Um, They both need this win to keep keep pace um, on both points, both the playoffs for both teams, and the divisional um, championship for Washington. Then after that, they have Seattle at home. Carolina comes to DC in a rematch. Right, not a rematch, but in a um, grudge match between um, Rivera and his entire staff versus the Carolina Panthers and then go back up to Philly um, in the new year to play um, Philadelphia. But, you know, we got um, Kyle Shanahan facing his old team along with Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about Trent Williams. Oh, yeah, that's juicy. Yes. Yeah, so Trent Williams and um, Jason uh, – not Jason, but Jordan Reed, the tight end, will be facing his, his old mates here in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, will be facing in Arizona. So it's going to be very interesting to see how, how that game is played out. But it, it, to, 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 to make sure that there aren't any issues, they're going to have to win out. Right. And, yes, exactly. Um, San Francisco, it's, that's a 50-50 game. That's a toss-up for me. Seattle, the way that Seattle was looking right now. and it's that's, like a NBA, that's a possibility. That's a possibility, bro. That's a possibility game. Because yeah. if you're capable of putting pressure on, 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 um, on, on Russell. Russell, Russell and, yeah. And, and, and making him make mistakes. The the way that Atlanta, not Atlanta, but the Giants have done, that could be a steal, but I'm not counting that one just yet. Carolina, depending upon who's healthy for them when they come to D.C., that game could potentially be a battle. And then they go up to Philly, and depending upon how Philly rebounds with Jalen Hurts as quarterback and whether or not he may be starting at the end of the season or not will be very interesting, excuse me, to see how that team looks. With a new look quarterback and a healthy Nelson Aguilar, and um, who was the wide receiver that they drafted as well that I can't remember. Um, back,
0: oh, 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 oh we, I'm sorry. Did we, we talk about the Giants or the or Washington? The, um, no, the, uh, the the Eagles. The Eagles. Eagles. Draft. Yeah, I forget who, who it is, but he but had yeah, a, they, he they, had a punt return for a touchdown against the, the, the Packers.
1: I think his name is um, Regor I can't remember what his, his um. Yeah. Yes. Let me see. Matter of fact, I should be able to pull it up right now. Why am I guessing? Sounds good. Um, wait, 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 wait. Well, here we go. Um, no, that's not him. Yeah, Jalen Rager. I was yes. right with the last name. So yeah, mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar is coming back. Well, actually, Nelson Aguilar is back, and Jalen Rager played last week as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see now with pass catches for them how that Philadelphia Eagles uh, offense is going to look. Um, toward the end of the season,
0: well, I got the Giants' scheduled up. They they host the Cardinals. The Cardinals are looking terrible the last few weeks, so I wouldn't be surprised if they get the. So, to keep, keep in mind, this the Cardinals are six and six, right? If the Giants beat the Cardinals, that gives the Giants a tie break on the Cardinals, and that would put them in the event that if they come in second of the division, or or, or or what have you. That totally puts them right above the Cardinals. Exactly. That puts them above the Cardinals. You can believe yeah. that shit. Then they yeah. host the Browns on mm-hmm. Sunday night. That would be a huge game for both squads to compete for playoffs, berths. And they go to, to Baltimore the following week, then they host the cowgals So it's, it's, it's pretty – outside of the Baltimore game and maybe Cleveland, how good they're looking, we'll get to Cleveland in, 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 in a minute. Mm-hmm. The Giants probably would finish no worse than two and two down the stretch, and that'll put them at seven and nine at the worst. Yeah, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be saying that when the Giants started off zero and five, right? When they start they start the season zero and five, yeah. they have a chance to finish no worse than seven and nine.
1: Yes, that's so for amazing. Them to, so for them to make a turnaround and finish the season seven and four, yeah, is remarkable. Yes, it is. It is remarkable, and and, and I really can't speak. Um, but so much uh, um, negative about that other mm-hmm. than the effect of drat, you know, and that's, that's the clean version. Um, <laughs> be, because I, I hate to have to see it in a year in which Washington is also looking good. But, right. you know, the both of them are, are are competing hard for this playoff spot and it's yes, a visual are. title. Um, whereas it, it was said in the beginning of the season that both of these teams should be tanking potentially. Right. to get more talent on their, on, their, on their, um respective um rosters. No, they're but playing their asses off, both of them. They're playing off. real hard right now. But it is what it is. Big ups to um, Joe Judge for turning that program around, the way that he mm-hmm. did in midseason. And big ups to Ron Rivera amongst all of the stuff that he had to deal with since his hiring, having to deal with the name change, having yeah. to deal with the controversy about the ownership. The cancer um, diagnosis. The cancer nonetheless. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so just
0: having to deal with all of that
1: and still keeping this, this team competitive, big ups to him and his staff.
0: All right, we're going to get into a couple more things, uh, other, other games. How about the Browns? I mentioned the Browns earlier, beating the Titans. They were up 38-7 to at the half. I'll score 28-3 in the second half, but that's besides the point. But they were up 38-7. to The Cleveland Browns were up on the squad 38-7 to at the half. They have nine wins on the season. They're looking good. The office is humming along. Um, and Baker Mayfield played one hell of a game. He didn't – he he won that game. Yeah. He didn't manage that game. He won that game. So, I can't believe I'm about to hear myself say this. The Browns are a threat in the AFC. They are. They're 9-3. Their running game is tops in the lead. No one, i mean, uh, the Pittsburghs the only the Pittsburgh and Baltimore, are the only teams that stopped them on the ground. Mm-hmm. I think the Raiders did too, to an extent. But the point is, is that these guys, these Browns are looking good, man. And they—they—they they, they have a—they probably have a—they have a possibility to look at the rest of the schedule to finish no worse than eleven and five. When was the last time you said that about a Browns team? But again, that's coaching for you. It um, is. This coach, this new coach that they wanted to the hire two years ago, no, last year rather, but the former general manager wanted someone he could control for the kitchens, but give me your thoughts on the Browns, okay? because I know you were chumping at the bit about it. Yes, I am. Um, you said, honestly,
1: when was the last time you were going say that the Browns would, would have a double-digit win season? Right. Uh, five weeks ago. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. um, it was after they lost to to the Raiders. Right. Where, you know, they, they they had fallen to five and three. They were just what five and two at that point? Yep. They were five and two at that point. And um, right before losing to the Raiders, dropping them five and three. And I said, if you looked at the rest of their schedule, their schedule was set up for them to have double digit wins and finish at a minimum of ten and six. And I said, you know, they had Houston who looked bad, Philly who was looking bad. Jacksonville was Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I questioned the, the game, but as they built up to that game, their running game started to flourish, and I was expecting this to be a ground-and-pound game between the Titans and the Browns, but it turned mm-hmm. out to be an aerial show with both quarterbacks passing for well over 300 yards, um, with, with, um, with Baker being the more successful – no, well, being the victor in that situation, but Tannehill had more yardage. And then, you know, you got the Ravens who have looked iffy in weeks, the Giants who are getting better. But uh, just, this, <laughs> this, this Browns team with this win over the Titans has proven that they are for real. Yes. They, that's who they can be. God, yes. And then the Hate Steelers at the end of the season. Yeah, I know. I mean, the Steelers aren't necessarily paying for a perfect season anymore. Right. But, of course, what, will they I'll rest day? Yeah. Will they be fighting for a division title at that point? Who knows how the Steelers or what type of situation the Steelers are going to be at, at the end of the season and, and, and what the Browns will have to be doing at that point? But either way, even if they go two and two, which is doable, mm-hmm. that's still 11 and five 11, five. 11 and five, brother. 11 and five. 11 and freaking five. Last time the Browns were
0: 11 and five? <laughs> Do you know? It had, well, let's see if they were exactly eleven and five in 1980, but they they had great teams in the 80s. So, um, I think what well, 80s 80 what was 86. They, finished, they I think they won 12 games in 86. Uh huh. That that's back when they were done in by Elway's the the drive, by the yes. drive by Elway. I remember watching that game. Um,
1: you want to know the last time they were eleven
0: and five, Scott?
1: What now? You want to know the last time they were? 11-5? Yes, and please 5? enlighten me. You are- you were probably in Raleigh at this point. It was 1994. Wow. <laughs> I know I was in Greensboro. That was, no, wait a minute. No, I, I 94, was, fall 94, I was in Greensboro, yes, yes Yeah, I was, yeah, I,
0: I was in Raleigh. Yeah, I was yeah. just starting at NC State. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: wow, wow. I mean, 2007, they were 10 and six, but then right. the last time they were 11 and five <clears throat> was
0: 1994. Yes, that's when Bill Belichick goes. Five. Bill Belichick was coaching that that squad. They got yes. into the divisional round. They lost them to my Steelers twenty nine to nine in the divisional round in 3 Rivers Stadium. I remember watching that game. That was uh that was that was a giant like team. they, they remind me of a lot of the Giants. They had Carl Banks in that squad. They had uh, a few other Giants personnel in that Johnson squad. Johnson was probably on that squad. I think Pepper Johnson was on that squad too, exactly. So yeah. so it was like New York Giants Midwest style. Yeah. So but they, they that was a great team in and of itself. But uh, that's, crazy. About it. you, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. You have to go back that far. That was the same <laughs> year that 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 Biggie's Ready to Die dropped. Oh, oh my wow. God! Biggie and Tupac was still in Wow! The... Lord they, Jesus. They were both in the primes at that point. Anyway, wow! Ninety nine four. Lord Jesus. Wow! Yeah. Nine yeah. four shit for that ass. Yes. <laughs> Craig, Mack baby, baby. Yeah. It.
1: Exactly. Oh, flavor in your ear was ringing that fall of 94. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Everywhere oh. I went in Greensboro, all I heard was just like you and the
0: blab. I'm telling <laughs> you, man, that's like 94. 94. The, 90s were great for hip hop, man. 90s was the, the golden age of hip hop, were the 90s. I don't give a damn. When people say about the 80s. I like the 80s too, but damn it. I say damn it to me, times. but. Damn it! I'm saying it again, <laughs> the, the, the golden age of hip hop were the 90s, that's what I remember about that. And that was the last time the Browns were pretty much worth a damn, about the around that time. time. We got Midnight Marauders? Oh, Jesus. 92, yeah. So, woo, before we get on this hip hop, because could, we could talk hip hop, 90s hip hop, for like hours and hours and hours, but we're sure. going to keep it on the sports. I'm, I, 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 well, right? I promise yeah, y'all, we're going to keep it on the sports, but yeah, 90s hip hop. <laughs> That's the best age of hip-hop. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, so we're talking about the Browns. Yes. So the the Browns in the driver's seat right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Dolphins are looking pretty good. They Um, are. How about the coach? Again, coaching matters. How about the job the brother man Brian Flores is doing? But speaking of coaches, let me ask you one more question. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it possible, given New England's big win, and 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 against the Chargers, love the Chargers uniforms by the way. Um, is it possible, given that the the Patriots are sitting at six and six, could it be that they are still like are still going to make a little bit of noise in the AFC East? And if that's the case, I mean, could it could it could it could we could could it, could could, 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 could Belichick really get this squad, this motley crew of a squad with all these COVID defections before the year, Cam Newton throwing for less than 50 yards a game, and can he, <laughs> could, could could he get that squad into playoff contention and be a real factor? Bill Belichick, that's why he's a, he's a goat as far as coaching goes, but could it be possible that the Patriots will have something to say about playoff spots in the end when it's all said in the Could it be- There'll
1: be a threat. The only way that there'll be a real threat, though, mm-hmm. is to compete for the division title. I don't know if they sneak in as a wild card because of the teams like the mm-hmm. Titans or, or unless they're capable of catching the, um, the, uh, the, the Miami Dolphins. But as of right now, they're currently two games out. Mm-hmm. So they're going to need a lot of help from teams ahead of them yeah. um, or potentially behind them to get some wins so they can bounce up. Yeah. But like I said, the Bills will be interesting. Because um, they face the Steelers this week, they go to Denver to face the Broncos. Then they go to New England to to, to face the uh, the Patriots, mm-hmm. and then they end the season off against Miami. So if Miami is competing for a title, that could be a huge threat for the for the Bill. Not for a title, for, but for a playoff spot, that could be a huge threat for the Bills, mm-hmm. depending upon what the Patriots do at at the crib. And then the Steelers are rebounding after their loss, so. If somehow, some way, the Bills in the year, one and three, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-oh. Things, things will get interesting because of the fact that the Patriots are right there. But the Patriots are going to have to win out. The Patriots cannot lose again and, and expect to make the playoffs. Because as of right now, um, the teams in the six and seven spots, being the Dolphins and the Colts, all, both have four losses. They're both eight and four.
0: Hmm. Well, speaking of which, um, this is, this is, um, this is assembly, let's just close this NFL seminar, let should say, to go to college football. we all seen the college football playoff rankings. We've seen them, we had a time to digest them. I have a lot to say about this. I know you have a lot like to say about this as well. So let me just get my little red out of the way. I'm going to get the floor to you. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with the top four s- slots. I mm-hmm. think. No one in America has a problem with the top four spots. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, uh, Ohio State. Well, well, not right now, anyway. I don't have a problem with Ohio State being the fourth spot right now. Um, what I do have a problem with, mm-hmm. it's a huge problem that I did not see coming. I don't think many people saw it coming. What the fuck is Iowa State doing at number seven? Um, I don't know. They lost twice. Okay. Yeah. They lost twice. They got one of those losses was a, not only a loss, but a beat down to a Sunbelt team called Louisiana, who was also very good, but they ranked number 19 with just one loss. Uh-huh. Again, they beat Iowa State. I don't give a damn if Iowa State had COVID defections or not. They went in, Ohio, in Iowa State's house and beat that ass. Two special, I think two special team scores Mm-hmm. Um, but still, last I checked, special teams is one of the three phases of the game. Yeah, it is. You got to play good special teams, man. I'm sorry, but the point is, is that why the fuck is Iowa State, A, you put them ahead of the University ahead of UC, which I have not lost, you bump UC down, okay? Move mm-hmm. their asses up, but you also have to rank their head of a team that I, they hadn't played, they hadn't, I don't think they, they play uh, Louisiana yet, in Coastal Carolina, who was 10-0. Yeah. Who is a damn good team. Anyone who's, one thing about this year, man, ESPN has given the Sunbelt a lot of love. Mm-hmm. So we've seen a lot of Sunbelt games, seen a lot of Appalachia State, even. We've seen a lot of Louisiana. We've seen some of Georgia Southern, and we've seen a whole lot of Coastal Carolina. Is and rightfully life- life- so.
1: That's the, that's the benefit of the Power Five starting late. Yes, and with that, it exposed um, the network mm-hmm. and America to other to, to, to the um, to the to the um, other five conferences, right. and so that they can play football as well. Yes, so some of them start to win, right. and it became stories that everyone in America wants to continue to watch. So yeah, yeah that's how we continue. To end up still watching the likes of Coastal Carolina right now, so yeah, and,
0: and you know, and Marshall was balling before they they got beat mm-hmm. by Rice, but still, yeah. that's the conf- that's conference thats you would say, mm-hmm. okay. But still, aside from American American athletic conference, they play damn good football every year for yeah. the past few years. I think we all understand that mm-hmm. fans understand it, but Sun Belt is finally getting some love. And how about the Sun Belt owning the Big 12's asses for the first three weeks of the season? Okay, but you're going to put Iowa State two lost Iowa State, mm-hmm. ahead of UC ahead of Coastal Carolina, yeah, and ahead of the team that smacked them in their own house in Louisiana. Yeah. can you explain that to me because I don't know what the fuck the committee is thinking. I don't either. I don't. I really don't. um as as
1: much as my cohorts uh coach in and, and, and Lou complain about ohio state
0: mm-hmm. and
1: rightfully so sure um they haven't said a word about iowa state they really haven't um don't because know that's what? People people don't know what egregious if not more so right <laughs> because at right. least i ohio state hasn't lost right, and, right. And, and and i know their rule this is their rule that if 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 you if you're without a loss you're in their top ten, right. right? Correct. I always say, got two L's. Yes, and 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 <laughs> and one of those being to like you said, Louisiana, and week one, right? But somehow they rebound and go with that eight and one since then. Yeah, and, and they're good enough to be number seven.
0: That's a bunch of bullshit. Because they beat teams in in, in their trash conference. Yeah, It's bullshit. They, they want they want a reason. The committee wants a reason to keep UC out. I don't care what anybody says. That's what I'm thinking. Well, they, not they, just UC, but also the likes of, of Coastal Carolina. Yeah, yeah. They want a reason to keep those guys out from the, power, from the group yeah. five. That's all this shit is. Let's just be real about it. There's a reason why Georgia, two lost Georgia is in the top ten. There's a reason for that. There's a reason. I get Florida being a number six. I don't have a problem with Florida being a number six. I don't have a problem with Texas A&M being a number five. Because it, as far as I'm concerned, they're going to pop up, bump Texas A&M down because they wouldn't play, they're won't play. they not going to play for the conference championship. And Florida is more than likely going to lose to Alabama. Why could they ask this kid? So they're yeah. going to have two L's. So that will take care of them. I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with A&M nor Florida being where they are at. I just don't understand, for the life of me, why have an Iowa State team that lost to Louisiana and lost to Oklahoma State? They're mm-hmm. number I, seven in the nation.
1: I really don't, I don't get. I don't that.
0: get that. I do not get that.
1: Shit. But in fact, I, I don't get how Iowa State is over Georgia,
0: because I, I, thank you. I actually I sure agree. I, I, I second that. Even I think as over as Georgia is. They have no business being behind Iowa State, but continue. No. That, that, that That's a
1: good point. That's a good. Opposite. No, because I mean, you know, the committee is probably like with Georgia, and eh, their two losses are to number one Alabama and to number was it number six Florida, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why we put Georgia where they are. Right. But behind yeah. Iowa State.
0: Yeah. I guess. I don't get it. I don't fucking get I, it. I, I, I don't get it. But I'll say this. Oh. <sighs> There's still an outside chance. Looking at the rankings right now, there's still an outside chance Cincinnati gets may get some play. I mean, for what to happen now, we have, they will have to pull for Oklahoma to be our state mm-hmm. in the Big 12 championship. That's what's going to have to happen. Number one, number two, um, Florida's they're going to have pull for Florida to lose. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they could possibly justify putting A&M ahead of Cincinnati if Cincinnati wins out and beats beats Tulane, the champ, there's a Tulsa, no Tulsa, I'm sorry, beats Tulsa and the uh, American athletic conference championship. I don't, I don't think the committee would, would try to justify that. So really it comes down to what happens with Ohio state. And so, and, and, and that, and let me ask you this. Speaking of Ohio state, you heard the news that after Michigan and you called it, and I think I second your, your, your notion, your, your emotion, rather, <laughs> that Michigan was going to try and screw Ohio State. You, my friend, Domus, is a fucking genius. You you saw this coming. I wondered, I, I thought it would be funny if it happened. It actually happened. But guess what the Big Ten did? They caved into the cash cow. Let's call it for what it is. They caved into the cash cow. That's Ohio State. Do you think they'll be doing this for Michigan State? No. Do you think they'll be doing this for Northwestern? Do you think
1: they'll be doing this for Indiana? They're not doing it for Indiana. They're not doing it for Maryland. They're not doing it for Rutgers. They're not doing it for not Wisconsin. They're not doing it for Wisconsin. They might do it for Wisconsin. But they're not doing it for Northwestern. They they might do it for Michigan State. They'll do it for Michigan. They'll do it for Michigan. But Michigan
0: State's not a brand like Michigan is. No, God, no. no. So basically, it is what it is. I saw it. I saw it coming. Said they're going to try and bend the rules because they what the Big Ten does not want to happen. They don't want to be left out, and I can't blame them. That's a lot of money. I can't blame them. But the irony in this is, is that this conference wanted to be the trendsetter and cancel all fall sports. Remember? Hmm. Along with the Pac-12, they followed around. They they followed around the coattails, that caused a whole domino effect to happen with the Mountain West and everybody else, and the MAC. And they came coming back with little, with left no wiggle room whatsoever in the case of canceled games. As a result, Wisconsin was a the casualty. They couldn't, they can't compete for the conference title to the Missouri because I only lost twice, if I'm not mistaken. Um. And that leaves it with Northwestern to hold down the fort to carry the flag for the West. And it would have been Indiana, IU in the East. Uh-huh. It would have been IU in the East. So they sat back and looked at this uh, and said, Yeah, we gotta fix this. We gotta get our cash counted up in there. And that's exactly what they did. Again, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at them for doing it. It's all about this in the end. They may say it otherwise, but we all know it's about this, in the end, Both of these, yeah. It's all about yeah. that in the end. That's the cash cow, and that's the best way of getting to the to the uh, playoff. But getting back to what you mentioned last week about the committee having to make a decision that would not be a great decision that they may not feel good about, rather, I want you to expound on that right quick and and let me know where you're thinking. And how it's looking, that possibility, how the, the likelihood of that possibility is. Now with this, now that's about the Big Ten, letting Ohio State have the kitty.
1: Well, this is where, it, um, let me start from, well, first and foremost, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer the name Nastradamus. I'll take that. Oh, Nastradamus, I got you. Yeah. you yeah. N- yeah. N- N- I mean, I'll, I'll, <laughs> take, I'll,
0: take,
1: I'll take Negro Domus, too. But Nastradamus, <laughs> <but> N- <laughs> N- yeah, it's something that I've been rolling with for for um, for um some time now. But um, I'll take Negro Domus too. Got it. But, uh, the thing was I, All I did was just read the tea leaves um, Well wh- well, I, I read the tea leaves And I also said to myself um, If I was Jim Harbaugh What would I do And I'm a jerk So yes. I'm like okay eh, I could right And then Like I said before when I, Like I said last week That the parents were having a meeting And looking to um, To cancel the, the final game I said okay This is starting to yeah, it's starting to fall in the line right, right now, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but the, the thing is this. Um, I said this last night on the show, and I'm going to say it again tonight. One of my favorite sports movies of all time is White Men Can't Jump. Mm-hmm. And there's a line in the movie by the very beautiful Rosie Perez yes, that goes, um, sometimes we said the line goes, when you win, well, sometimes when you win, you actually lose. Mm. when you lose you actually win Mm. and when you tie you actually win and lose and when you win and lose you actually tie how that makes sense with what's going on now in the Big Ten is that like you said they need Michigan not Michigan they need Ohio State to make it into the playoffs because what Every conference dough. that is involved in the, in the CFP gets a cut of that money. $50 million, bro. Yes. And, and, and that means all of the teams within that conference get a cut of, uh, of that dough. Correct. So for every participant that is in there, right? Mm-hmm. So why not do whatever you can to make sure that your best the, the, the team that has the highest chance of getting in gets in unscathed. And yeah. <laughs> with, with that, that, that cancellation, I, I knew that the Big Ten would acquiesce or the way that it was brought up on our show last night, that they would at least attempt to set up a situation where an additional game would be set up for them to play. But it looks like they're just going to go ahead and just open the door to the title game for them anyway. Yeah. Why not? Because they need them in. The thing is, Ohio State can't lose in the title game because if they do, this is for naught, and they're Mm -hmm. out. So the the Big Ten is really gambling with this, but at the same time, they're gambling with house money because they truly believe that that Ohio State can win this. But the thing is, oh, if they lose, this is (laughs) going to be Wiley Coyote-esque in terms of this Mm -hmm. calamity and it blowing up in their face. So they need Ohio State to win. Um, But if they don't, that's where things get interesting. Because, like I was telling the guys last night, that could potentially lead to three SEC teams potentially getting into the playoffs. And I don't know if we want to see that. Either way, there's a chance that we're going to get two teams from one conference in. I
0: think it's ACC. Um, and I think it's the be, ACC right ah. now. It's
1: really looking like the ACC, yeah. right? Thanks because Notre we're Dame expecting D, that yeah. game to be a tight one. Yeah. But if somehow, some way, Clemson comes out and Molly wops, uh Notre Dame, Notre Dame drops out, mm-hmm. and that could open the door for either Texas A&M, who doesn't have to play a title game, mm-hmm. or Florida, if they're capable of playing a tight one. I'm sorry, no. If they're capable of beating. Beating. They got to beat them. They got to beat Alabama. They got to beat Alabama. They, they, they can't. Beat,
0: they would have two losses. They, they, they don't. They, they yeah, can't. and if they beat Alabama. They're not beating Alabama. Spoiler alert. They're not beating Alabama. Anyone see Alabama play this year? No one stopping that train. Nowhere you, in the hell no one stopping that train. No. The way that they look right now,
1: yes. But to quote the one Jamie Foxx from his sports movie, Sacrifice. Don't give up the fight. Everything's gonna be all right on any, any given Saturday in this case. Yes, yeah, Saturday. But yeah, yeah it's Saturday in this case. Um, nice. So it, it's it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens if they do beat them. But it, it, like I said before, it still opens up the door for three SEC teams to get in there. And I know there are gonna be a lot of people upset if that happens. A lot of people. So <laughs> check
0: the scenario out. Check the scenario man. Mm-hmm. If things go the way they're supposed to go, yeah. half the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Clemson beats Notre Dame. Yeah. I think Clemson's gonna beat the hell out of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. That's just me. So that, that happens. Alabama beats um Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, so that's half of the what should happen. Right? Yeah. So, given that scenario, if Clemson beats the hell out of Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame's out. Mm-hmm. I think Notre Dame's out. So, especially if they beat them as bad as I think they're going to beat Notre Dame because they'll be fully healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, with Trevor Lawrence back in the cell. And of course, Alabama will still be number one, close to Bobby, and be number two. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the second half of this scenario. What if? All, all hell breaks loose with the Big Ten championship. What if, what if no overcomes the bias officiating, overcomes uh, other shenanigans, move by the conference to get the cash cow, Ohio State in there? Would they pull the upset? That would mean that Ohio, Ohio State is out. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma's going to beat o- Iowa State in the Big 12 Championship. And I don't think Oklahoma's going to, that's, Oklahoma's so far behind, they're not getting it. Whoever, no matter who wins that, that game, they're not getting the college football Playoff. I don't think they are. No. So no. that leaves the University of Cincinnati and Texas A&M. Okay? We already established that Alabama and Clemson are the top two teams. What wow. if the second half of the scenario happens, and you have Texas a sitting there at number five, and you have UC who beats, if they were to beat Tulsa in the conference championship, finish the season undefeated 9-0, you have this some right there. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What What, what am I going to do, or what is the committee going to do? What do you think do? the committee is going to do? What, what, what
1: would you suspect the committee is going to do? Well, that's the interesting part. What will they do? Will they go ahead and do do the right thing and go ahead and and put Cincinnati in and and, and potentially God, who would who would you put in after that? That's where it gets tricky. I put A and
0: I put A and I am I'm
1: gonna say A and M doesn't lose in that situation, so they probably right. get elated. That mm-hmm. means it will probably be Alabama one, Clemson two, A and M three, and um. Cincinnati four in that situation, yep. um, but God, I don't want to see Alabama and Cincinnati play. But
0: yeah, yeah, I don't think the committee does either. I don't think the committee does either. I, I so, don't think the committee. If the committee <clears throat> would it, it's all about matchups, right? Would yeah. the committee want to see Alabama take the A and Texas A&M play for a second time in that scenario? We always saw mm. what happened this first time around. They blew the doors off of A&M. So they yeah. were probably want to put them against Clemson, right? Yeah. So, again, which is like you said, would the with the committee want to see Cincinnati taking on Alabama, be huge underdogs? And Cincinnati is a great – they're a damn good football team. The Bearcats are damn It'll good. It will be a great story. Yeah. But they won't have a great ending. <laughs> they, I don't think they have a great ending. But you know
1: ending. what? Then they, they will be rewarded the same way that Notre Dame was rewarded last year right. um, for being undefeated and, and not having a blemish. And then, of course, the team's ahead of them losing. But it's going to mm-hmm. take a lot of losing for that to happen. Yeah. Um, and a, and a lot of big losing, too, in order for that to happen. Yeah. Again, um,
0: Notre Dame has to get the asses kicked. Um uh uh Ohio State has to get upset. Uh Um but even if Ohio State were to win, Ohio State would be three in that scenario, I think. Right? And yeah. Oh would or this is tough. Would they would the committee want to see Clemson Ohio State part five? Or would they want to see and watch, uh, when it was, so Clinton dominated Ohio State, not dominate, but beating Ohio State again and crushing their dreams. Or would they want to see them play Cincinnati? And, um, <laughs> or AM for that matter, and have Ohio State play. Now, they're talking about ratings. If, Ohio, if they got Ohio State playing Alabama as the 4-1 the, the matchup, that would be that would be juicy. It Two would. brands going against each other. I think that would be juicy.
1: It would. The thing, though, in order for that to happen, that would mean that, once again, if, if Notre Dame drops, if, if um, Texas A&M is is bypassed, which I probably don't think that that would be the case in that situation, yeah. but Texas A&M would have to leapfrog Ohio State, which I doubt because they, the, they, do they won't have the game to do it. Yeah. And then that would mean that either, well, I'm sorry, not just Texas A&M, but Cincinnati would have to leapfrog them. And in order for that to happen, child, they would probably have to beat Temple by 100. Yeah. Um, it, 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 so that's that's why I don't necessarily, even if, it, so if, if Ohio State wins, I don't see Ohio State staying at four. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I I really don't. They, they would move up to three, especially if Notre Dame loses. So it, it just depends upon how they see four at that point. Does Notre Dame stay there based upon how they lose, mm. or does someone else um, come in because the door is now open?
0: Yeah, This will be interesting. That's why... Yeah, It's going to be interesting to see how this revolves going forward. I think this is going to hasten the playoff expansion talks even more. Because mm-hmm. this is why you need a czar. I don't think it's going to happen. That's why you need a commissioner in college football. and As already talks about the FBS... One that like being recommended, they break off away from this debate anyway. But which leads, which will lend more to like having the commissioner source because you have situations where teams play less games, conferences play less conference games, this, this game's period. You have this inequity going on over how they play in less than six games compared to a team like Clemson, Alabama, who's played nine and 10 games. That just doesn't jive, right? So it's yeah, going to be a lot right. of changes, I think. There's going to be a lot of talks. <laughs> There'll be a lot of hand wrangling amongst conferences, oh, yeah. and it's going to be interesting come next year for the spring. That's what college football is because this is this 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 year's a trip, man.
1: I think it's going to expose a lot is, of hypocrisies.
0: Though, oh, oh, a whole lot
1: of hypocrisies. <laughs> but the thing is, though, is is hopefully. Yeah. Everything will be better, and, and we don't have to deal with the type of situation come twenty twenty one but the, the the thing is now we, we know right? right, and now we the we, we, uh, precedence has been set, and, and then they will have to address it just in case it potentially happens next year, but like right. I said before, the hope is that it doesn't, and then everything goes back to normal, and we just play the way that we normally will play, and, and we don't have to do it but now, I, I really hope that lessons are learned from this and that um, plan B's are now set up just in case situations like this were to happen again in the future. But hopefully they don't. This is one of those once in, 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 in a hundred year situ- pandemic situations that, we, that we're faced with right now. And, and, and I really hope that we don't see anything like this um, in my
0: lifetime. We'll get you. Let's close show on this, man. Boxing. Yeah. Aerospace Junior. It's a bad man. Coming yeah. off of the uh, the uh, the car accident would have, that. probably should have claimed his life. If you hear, yeah. if, you, if you know about the damage, and what, how it was hitting everything else. But God bless him, he came back in the ring, and he beat Danny Garcia, and in the in, in the in the in the unanimous decision. He has all these world titles now, so basically now, with him being the king, or what is he a welterweight? What, what 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 Yes, he's welterweight. Yeah. Oh, that's what I thought. A welterweight. Uh huh. He's the king of the welterweight division. So, do you what's next? For, I mean, I, I, it's it's like I want to see him play. Well, play. I I I think as who could challenge him. I want to see him getting a ring. With uh, the Porter, I, I want to see him get 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 in the Ooh. ring with that guy. I, I think Terence Crawford, not Porter. Terence Crawford. My my bad. Terence Crawford. Okay. I want to see him get in the ring with Crawford because, yo, these two cats are pound for pound the best welterweights in the world right now. And and I think a fight between these th- these two would be huge because I mean look. That was Spence. He he made it easy against Danny Garcia, right? And Danny Garcia mm-hmm. he did the best he could. He wasn't. He's no scrub, but Spence made it yeah. look easy. That's how great he is. So, I mean, all that's left now is the super fight in the welterweight division, where you have uh, Spence v. Quanfer. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Boy, I, I'm I'm hoping that it happens. Yeah. Um between the two of them, they are a combined 64-0 with 49 knockouts. It would yeah. be great for boxing to have this unification super fight between the two of them yes. in the welterweight division. Yes. And then we would probably end up getting a pound for pound champion of the world out of that as well. You um it. like you said, um Earl Spence is coming off a big win against Danny Garcia. Uh, but Crawford is coming off a big win against um what's your boy's name? Um Kel Brooks right. back in November. Four uh, a four round TKO um over Kel Brooks. So it will be I I would love, love to see that fight. And because um I'm gonna go ahead and say it out loud. Um this uh 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 uh, uh influencer boxing that's coming up right now with the likes of 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 Jake Paul and make what he stop. did to Nate Robinson is is make that's what <laughs> people are are more interested in seeing than in actual sad. boxing. Is that sad? It is sad. It's very sad. <laughs> it was sad for boxing, but it's a positive for boxing. We're not necessarily getting um, a, 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 a lot of acclaim. For our traditional boxers, but right. people are just coming out to see fights. They just right. want to see a fight. And, and 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 if if these boxers keep messing around and keep jockeying for position and fighting certain guys and not fighting other guys and, 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 and lifting out the time in which we get these super fights, people are gonna continue to say screw it, they've already said screw it and moved on to MMA. Let's go ahead and go – I'm not going to say down the rung. Let's go into a different direction. Hey, mm-hmm. if these if these non-boxers want to fight, and I want to see somebody getting knocked out, and, and God knows if we get the comedy like we did from Snoop Dogg again to, to do commentary, mm-hmm. yes. that's what I'm going to watch until they go ahead and put on great boxing with actual – Boxers. Now, Josh, um, uh, Anthony Joshua has a title fight coming up this weekend that okay. a lot of people aren't talking about. He's going to defend that. his <laughs> and WBO titles um, on Saturday. So, yeah. I, I, no, like I said before, outside of boxing fans, no one is talking about this. So, uh,
0: isn't that is you know, sad? Isn't that sad that some, some now, YouTuber so, stole the show? Two Saturday nights ago against Nate Robinson. Two non-boxers. Still show in the show on the boxing world. Two non-boxers. That's sad. Matter of fact, it is, but, but Mike Tyson said it
1: best, that these guys are saving boxing. Shit. If they can continue to, to to bring eyes on the sport, he's, he's not necessarily worried about boxers. Sure. He's concerned about the sport. The sport. And, right. and, 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 and I don't begrudge Tyson for doing that. But um, I, I just hope that this doesn't dilute the expectations for right. fans when they're watching boxing right. instead of watching a fight. Right. Now I will say this: um, uh, uh, um, uh, What's his name? Because I don't confuse him with his brother. Because um, it's 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 Logan Paul, who is the brother who is actually slated to fight uh, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, right? And oh, it, yeah. In the um in the exhibition coming up in February, right. right. The um the, his brother is the one that beat um. Uh, uh, Jake uh,
0: uh, Nick Robinson. You knocked them the hell out, yeah. Jake Paul, that's his name. Jake Paul,
1: Jake Paul. Paul. Um, yeah. Jake actually trains, and, and I've seen his yeah. training footage. Looks respectable too, as a matter of fact. He does look respectable. I don't know if I if I necessarily still want to see him against another boxer boxer yet. Sure. But. Well, no, I do because I want to see this dude get knocked out. I do because he's.
0: Let's talk that guy. he wants to fight, um, dude from MMA. Um, Conor McGregor. Connor McGregor. He wants to
1: fight Conor McGregor. Yeah. But Connor McGregor, again, isn't necessarily a boxer. Correct. Either. Correct. And the thing is, he can fight. Yeah. One of the issues with Connor, though, is that Connor had, he, he did a good job, but his, his stamina, yeah. But we don't know how long they can go. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 Connor did a decent job defensively, which is going to be leaps and bounds of, of beyond what Nate Robinson was doing, because mm-hmm. he only got punched eight times, and and half of those punches knocked him on his face. Yeah. So I'm expecting Connor to be a better defender if that were to ever to happen. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> yeah, but for this to lead up to 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 Logan Paul. And Floyd Mayweather to fight in the exhibition fight. It's interesting. Of course, Floyd is doing it for the money, and What's, and this is an exhibition. And, and Floyd, yeah, yeah, of course, right. Mm-hmm. And, and Floyd is going to this thinking that he's not going to get hurt. I can just go ahead and get an easy payday mm-hmm. and and dip right back out and won't have to risk losing. So why not do it, right? right. I do the same thing too. Yeah. It, it makes fiscal sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at him. But the thing is, though, I just hope that fans go into this not expecting a lot out of this. Floyd isn't necessarily a power puncher, but I do believe he has the power to knock out Logan Logan Paul, but I don't know if he actually goes for a knockout against Logan Paul in this exhibition. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Um... Snoop Dogg does want to commentate, which means I'll be there. Um, yeah, I'll, be, I'll be tuning in for and, that. And I, I, I'm there all for that. And speaking of with Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg is, is looking to do a fight league with Thriller, mm-hmm. the, um, the network that actually. That would be great for Snoop um, It would be. It it, it just expands his brand just to another level. Mm-hmm. Um, Good for him. And, and that's all we need, right? This for more <laughs> Snoop Dogg. But, hey, yes. You know I don't. I don't I, it's it's not like I'm tired of them
0: mm-hmm. because
1: I'm not. How can you be tired so of Snoop Dogg? Yeah, Snoop Dogg's like pizza. How can you say no to pizza? <laughs> it's there. It's good. You know it's good. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Even bad Snoop Dogg is good. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I
1: still have a little bit of Snoop Dogg. Why not? Right. Yeah. So yes, yeah, Snoop Dogg having his own fight. Me, he's calling it the Fight Club. Um, with with Thriller, like I said, that's the network that that did the whole um Tyson. Jones fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's going to do this all next year. They're going to have about somewhere between five to eight events throughout the year where they have a couple of bouts per event. Um, so, that'll be interesting because Snoop Dogg will be um, com- doing commentary during that fight and being the host. So, that'll be fun for next year. And also, Evander Holyfield called out Mike Tyson, too. Oh, stop it. Stop it. I'm, I'm not lying. Stop it. But stop. actually. Actually, Holyfield said that he, he was reaching out to Mike so that it could be him and Tyson instead of Jones and Tyson, but Tyson said no. And, and, and to quote Evander, Evander said, I see why he said no, watching him against Jones. He needed that tune-up before he comes up against me. Wow. And I just find it funny. Holyfield's 58, <clears throat> Tyson's 54. Yeah. They are a combined 112 years old.
0: <laughs> Again, there's two mother other uncles. One uncle beat the other uncle. Now he's gonna take on the crazy uncle. That's what this is. We need we need Snoop Dogg commentating that fight too. We we need more Snoop Dogg in the we'll- world and make it happen. Because Snoop Dogg at his worst is a thousand times better than me at my best. So hey, I'll take it.
1: Hey. I, I So will I. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm just hoping the best um, for this. And, and, mm-hmm. and hopefully, hopefully, but we're not seeing any dividends from this yet because we just had two great fights Correct. that no one is talking about outside of the boxing world right. with Bud Crawford and Earl Spence walking away with wins. We're still talking about Jake Paul. Yeah. Still, but we just had two pound for pound greats. Yeah. Go into the rain do work, and, and no one outside of Boston Pants are talking about it.
0: Yeah, that's sad. All right, man. It is what it is, but it's a wrap. Another episode, it is. another video episode of the Clown Hour. Please check out my man, D Nash, on the Yard Show, Safety Sports, the rest of all things Safety Sports, as well as Sleazy Radio every Tuesday night on Facebook Live. Please check out his work on, uh, on um, heroesports.com, FCS Talk especially with some of our HBCUs. Please check out the merch here on Cafe sports, CafePress.com backslash TheClownTimeSports. Again, it's ClownSport with K. Please subscribe on, on um, YouTube. Check me out on iTunes. Also, please check out my sports bar, The Clown Times, as well. It's a wrap. Until next time, please, during this pandemic, stay your ass at home. If you're outside, please wear a mask. And please, God, wear a mask. I don't want to go outside again. But nevertheless, a big old six. Peace out. Good night to all. Yeah. Peace.